year is 2023. All media and entertainment is controlled by the corpus. They keep asking for more and more and more. But there's one thing they forgot. and a hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and the more something scares Chunk, the more you should do it. I think that's bad advice. That is terrible <laughs> advice. That's a really bad advice. That's super bad advice. I'm scared of yeah. jumping headfirst into a bonfire. Well, then you I'm should scared. You should do it. it. No, you should Drowning. do it. You have do to. Coward. I'm scared of be spiders. Coward, you have to oh, spiders. Yeah, I don't do that. The more something scares you, the more you have to do it. Peter did it. I'm Carter, and give it to us, chunk. And ooh, that was very good. <laughs> that was great. Yum. I have that was very uh, good. Uh, can I? Can we play a game on that topic of of eating uh, flesh? Yeah. 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 I thought we could play a special bone appetite version of Synopsis Us as we are here Amazing. now, officially mm. in the October month. Uh, around here, the Chunktober month. And so, mm. my Synopsis Us today features people eaters. Mm. One eye, one horn, flying purple, or just regular? Correct. Oh, okay. I saw a meme this morning. That I'll have to share to you guys. And it looks, it's like an old drawing, like black and white, like it would be out of some old, like British novel or something. Mm -hmm. And it's these two men sitting together at a bar, these older gentlemen. And one of them says, Hello, good sir. My name is John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. What is yours? And the guy says, Brother, you are not going to effing believe this. Synops Us is kind of a back and forth here. No, it literally is. To where these boys will each say one word to try and piece together a synopsis that is most similar to the one provided by the internet movie Database. Mm. And we heard begin of our bone apple tea with my favorite movie of all time, featuring another famous cannibal, perhaps the most famous. Ratatouille. Ratatouille. No, the silence of... The Lambs. Mm. Mm. Uh, do you want to take a guess at, this is something we did not do, I will say, the last time that we played Synopsis. Uh, I try and give them a little bit of help by guessing how many like names or like proper nouns, I guess you could say, are in the actual Synopsis uh, on IMDb. Uh, do you want to take a guess here? 
Sure. I will guess one. Two. Is zero. Oh. Who will go first? Jordan. He was closer. <clears throat> Jordan, what could I get some? Dodge lock in with me. A. They look locked in. Okay. You're 100% correct so far. <laughs> <laughs> Police. Officer. Must. So far, did I lock in with you? Am I doing good? No, but that's okay. <laughs> what do we have so far? <laughs> A, police, A officer police officer must. must. Yeah. <laughs> and you know why she must? I think it's because it scared her so bad that she must do it. Yes. Yeah. That's something I've learned today. Yeah. I think that's… a uh, that's. I mean, I don't think you're wrong based on having seen the movie, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you. Um, form? N. Uneasy? Alliance. Nice. With? Great job. See, it helps to know that there's no name, yeah? It does. Yeah, yeah. It does. Uh, this will be dealer's choice for you. You can choose whichever word sets you up. A slash an. Okay. There's a specific adjective I'm thinking of that would necessitate an, but if you can't get there, you're free to use a. Sure. I can't get to an, so I'm going to go with dangerous. I think I knew what the an was for. What was the an? I think I knew it was, was it for incarcerated? It was. Wow. wow. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's a fancy word that means something that's been set on fire and charred. It's yeah. been burned. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, I thought it was when somebody gets a cut inside of a car. <laughs> wow. Crinimal. Alliance with a dangerous criminal. Mm-mm, I said crinimal. Crinimal. Okay. And? Cannibal. <laughs> In order to catch a different serial killer. Period. Hang up. Hang up the call. <laughs> hang up. Hang up the call. End call. End call. Goodbye. End call. End call. End call. Goodbye, Clarine. A police officer must form an uneasy alliance with a dangerous criminal and cannibal in order to catch a different serial killer. Pretty good. I was hoping we were going to go for a rookie detective. Mm. Oh. Yeah, we're in the I same family you're... regardless. Yeah. I'll no, read I was hoping you were going to go for incarcerated, but we don't. Sometimes you just yeah. might find you get what you need. Zing. Yeah. A police officer must form an uneasy alliance with a dangerous criminal and cannibal in order to catch a different serial killer. Yeah. A young FBI cadet, a young FBI cadet must receive the help of an incarcerated oh, yeah. and manipulative cannibal killer to help catch another serial killer. Ooh. A madman who skins his victims. Hey, this is one of the best ones y'all have ever it's done. It's really not bad. We did a great this job, except 
Police is not Very FBI. Happy. Different teams. Yeah, it's not. So I forgot that one. FBI. That's okay. Good job, dude. Thanks. Thanks. I'm something of a silence of the lambs myself. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so we know Hannibal eats people. We also know that the creature is known as the lichen. A fancy word for werewolf. It's true. Ah, also yeah. eat people. I present to you. <laughs> I was thinking like L-I-C-H-E-N, like the moss that no, grows no, on no, trees. No, 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 I was no, like, no, what? No, no. That eats people? Yeah, dude. dude you ever see that movie? <laughs> the 2003 classic, usually spoken in the same breath as Silence of the Lamps among the biggest movie critics. 2003's Underworld. <sighs> I need a synopsis for Underworld. Any guesses as to how many names be up in here? Let me pull. Zero. Uh, same number of times that I've seen the movie. Zero. But I'm going to go with one just to help Doge. Perfect. Two. So that should be helpful. Oh, good. <laughs> good. Good. Doge, you need to start this time. It's the rules. I. Well, it's not, but. I have never seen this movie and don't know what it is. You don't know Underworld? I know Never what it is. It I don't know what it's about. I couldn't begin to even describe it to Dude, you. Just pull from your knowledge of mythology. Two proper nouns. Two names. Yeah. Two proper names. Hmm. Hmm. People eater. Think hmm. werewolf. Hmm. Bone apple tea. Lock in with me. <laughs> How many sentences is this? Did we, did we know that? It's one. You can assume one unless I tell you otherwise. Samantha. <laughs> nice. And her boyfriend. Mm. Damas. H? No H. Huh? No, there's a H, but not where you think. Oh. Damas. D-O- D-O-H-M-A-S. Actually, no, we're going to change it. The H is at the end. His name is Damash. 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 Okay. Samantha and her boyfriend, Damash. B. (laughs) Gan. No. <laughs> All right. Fine. <laughs> Two. Hunt. Mm. Now I see what our problem is. Mm. Because in my head, Samantha and Domash were, in fact, the werewolves. Mm, I think they're hunting the wolves. You can't be giving away stuff like that, dude. Rem- remind, remind where we are. Samantha and her boyfriend, Damish, began to hunt. (laughs) Trying to figure out how to force this back my way. Non. Wait, if a word is hyphenated, does it count as one word? Yeah. Non-werewolves hyphenated. Because. Of. (laughs) How. That's why we do it. This is going to be good. (laughs) They were werewolves. 
period. So. Oh. It's exciting. There's a comma after werewolves. Gotcha. And then the word so. Okay. Many. Werewolves exclamation point. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha and her boyfriend Damash began to hunt non werewolves because of how they were werewolves. So many werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good about that. The I actually feel pretty good about synopsis. that. That is a good one. Show me the money. world. 2003. Do you think, Celine. Do you think Mila, Jovovich, Mila Jovovich would sign on if we pitched her that movie? Yep. She's not in this movie, by the way. Which one is she in? Resident Evil? This is the one with Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. Oh, she's Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Celine, a vampire warrior, is entrenched in a conflict between vampires and werewolves while falling in love with… Damash. Damash. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> falling in love with Michael, a human Worse. who is sought by werewolves for unknown reason. Well, I mean, our synopsis was just from the perspective of the other side. It was just from the perspective of the werewolves. Who like, they like saw her, but they didn't know her name or Michael's name, but they could tell that he had a secret H in the middle of Michael. So that's where they got the H for Dominic. Nobody talks about how in movies, other characters don't know the main character. Nobody ever talks about that. Mm. You Mm. never see a main character have to meet somebody. Every movie, it's just like (laughs) people show up and they're like, what's up? And they're like, yeah, we know. Oh, you're, you're Iron Man. I can tell because you're on the poster. Yeah, we know. Yeah. To wrap up our Bon Appetit trio today on this Chunktober spooky synopsis of people eaters, I present to you the Army Hammer classic. (laughs) Oh, God. The Lone Ranger. (laughs) How many names we got in here, you think? Two. Two. Correct. I'll say two. I'll say three. Okay. I was going to say three. You can go first. <laughs> well, you can go you first. will say nothing. <laughs> you can go first. It's okay. How many sentences? One. One. You told me to assume that, even though it makes an ass out of you and me. I still assumed it. 2013. Happy 10-year anniversary. The special new release of Lone Ranger in theaters. Isn't, is Johnny Depp in this? Yes, he plays. Yes. Yes. It's one of the, this was when we did our Blockbusted series. This came up on several of the lists. Unsurprising. Yikes. Jonathan Depp, why did you do it? What a bummer. The Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yikes. Eat. (laughs) (laughs) Only people. Is that, are we done? And. I need to have no. a punctuation. And. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no. You're so offended. But. Was that one T or two? Ew. <laughs> Is it yuck butt or yuck butt? Yuck, comma, but. Okay. And then my word was ew. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how many W's? Just the just the two, like you. Period. 
Okay. Yeah. Thank you. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, I went ahead and put in the parenthetical, yikes. Mm, thank you. Eat only yeah. people and yuck, but ew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Native American mm-hmm. warrior Tonto recounts the untold, t- untold, the untold tales <laughs> untold. that transformed John Reed. Sorry, guys. You think I know the Lone Ranger's secret identity? A man of the law into a legend of justice. Thank you for joining me on the Bone Apple Tea Synops Us. You know what's funny? This is this is good because this is this is a discussion that I think is worth having because we're in the era of nothing is sacred, remake everything. Um, and to be fair, right? So we need to. I think it's only fair to acknowledge that there are some versions of that that are exciting. So like the yeah. Noah Holly. Alien series that's coming is exciting. The, you know, when Disney decides to remake live action Beauty and the Beast, that's not exciting. There, there's like different flavors of the go back and do something again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that yeah. can be exciting. And I think it's tempting for me to believe that this is a newer phenomenon, but I mean, Clearly, even 10 years ago, they were just grasping at like, what IP can we just try and update for money? I mean, 20 years ago, yeah. Oceans. Yeah. Like, uh, it, it's yeah. remakes all the way down. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of them, dude. Do you have anything besides the Alien series? And what are you talking about, Jordan? I haven't even heard of this. So, Noah Hawley, who does Ooh. Fargo and Legion. Ah. Uh-huh. Um, Noah Hawley has announced within the last like month, I believe that he will be show running a single season, um, like limited series of Ridley Scott's alien, like a OG oh, alien. Wow. It is a um, prequel though. Wow. I'm, I'm reading the release right now. Oh, is it's it? a prequel set 70 years before the events of the 1979 film. I like that even better. Oh, yeah. So it's probably that first ship that they find. Uh-huh. Oh, that would no, be cool. No, that first ship, though, is Prometheus. Is it? I thought Prometheus was like pretty far before the Nostromo and all that. Yeah, it I don't is. think that's... Yeah, I think it's the first ship they find, probably. Interesting. The first, right. th- the first time. It'd be cool. Yeah, I like yeah, Noah yeah. Hawley's work most of the time. And I think that... Um, I sort of feel like... Y- y'all tell me. Does it feel like we might be entering back into as a pendulum swing from superheroes, sci-fi and fantasy are coming back in a big yeah. way. Absolutely. Things yeah. like the creator. I think, you know, we, yeah. Yeah. And when we talk about streaming too, you know, Rings of Power was a huge deal. And that was also a reimagining in a way. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're, I think the Harry Potter is still a go. Um, yes. Which I, I don't feel alone but I feel in perhaps some of what what of a minority in terms of being actually very excited for that. I think it's Harry Potter as an IP is not as it. sacred to me as it is to a lot of people. So we can change that up all day. It's as not sacred as, yeah. to me. And I'm we, just not excited because I think it's not as good to me as it is to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think the books are better than the movies for the most part. So if they stick a little closer to that and give us some more character yeah, I development, I think it could be pretty awesome. I think it's going to be great. But... That's just the optimist here. It's just the optimist. Optimist Prime. Do you know if they're going to be able to keep John Williams' soundtrack? Like, are they, are they going to be able to keep a lot of that for the show? Doesn't like, that feel like a must? I have no idea. 
I don't know. Because we didn't keep, did we keep any of, uh, I mean, we didn't even keep John Williams soundtrack for the movies. We just kept that main Harry Potter theme, but everybody else, true. I mean, it was new composers brought in every other movie. It was That's all true. over the place. Yeah. yeah. I think you probably should keep that most recognizable part, but I don't know. I think it'd be really fun to have John Williams reimagine that theme song for the show. Yeah. I think he's retired. It's not like, um, for some reason I thought of Ghostbusters, maybe because it's Chunktober. <laughs> but like no matter, there's been iterations of Ghostbusters all over the place, but there's still that, but a nana, nana. Like you just yeah. kind of have mm. to. Like the like Jurassic Park, all the Jurassic World sequels kept that same yep. theme. Yep. Yeah, you gotta. You have to. Can you imagine a Jaws film that doesn't have those like two notes? You never get the bono. Jaws. It, Jaws is a perfect example of like, let's not touch that one to me. Let's only, let's only make the Meg from now on. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Let's iterate on Jaws, but let's not remake Jaws. Yeah. What do you think would be a good, because we've talked about it before. We haven't done, have we done Jaws for this podcast? Yes. No. Did we not do it for our favorite director? Was it Jurassic and E.T.? Jurassic and E.T. No, no, no. That was Indiana Jones and E.T. That was Raiders and E.T. We did Jurassic Park for the comfort movie series. Mm, yeah. Oh. No Jaws, though. I actually have never heard like of it. What people, is it? People were not as afraid of sharks until Jaws, right? Is yeah. there like a… Can that even happen anymore? Is there a creature in the world that just exists that it's like… That a movie could be done the right hmm. way that you're like, oh… F, I'm not playing around with this anymore. It's a good question. There is no Shark Week without Jaws, correct? Right, right. No, definitely not. I think that's probably true because I don't think people are as scared of alligators as sharks, but I think they probably, on average, humans, probably attack just on people, average yeah. in the world, we encounter one more than the other. Tell me how this hits you guys. I think you could do one of like, like a, a survival horror movie of campers like stranded in the woods uh and we're not going bears for this one we're going like yeah co birds cocaine of bear prey. already made me more scared cocaine bear already made me scared of bears like birds of prey like falcons or like eagles or something that Ooh. could like swoop yeah, down and attack because i think that's why are, the we being attacked? why are we being attacked and then you find out the weird kid stole an egg from the nest and he's yeah. had it the whole time and that's why they've been attacked uh-huh but this wouldn't be like birds though this not, is not birds, not like right. a swarm. It's one. It's like one eagle or falcon getting you. Because like with Jaws- I think it's a mom and a dad. Jaws, they live, like sharks live in a, a uh, area of our planet that we can't navigate because they swim. Mm. So we need something that lives mm. not on the ground, but that lives in the sky. Because sky is like water because we can't walk there. <laughs> but a shark can't get me on the beach. An eagle can get me on the ground. Eagle can get you everywhere. Yeah. You're like yeah. hiking. You see an eagle and all of a sudden now it's not like, oh, wow. It's like, oh. You like, gotta no. get, I gotta put something over me so they don't That's see me. That's why I've always called eagles the sharks of the sky. And I think that yeah. it's finally yeah, dude, go it feels sort of vindicated. Um, yeah. Which I think is, you know. <laughs> big eagles fan. That's a big deal for me. Yeah. Vindication. No, I really think you could do that though. I I, this, I do. All, all jokes aside, I really do think you could do a, like a survival horror of a bird. A big bird. Like, not a flock, but one big one. Dude, there's those birds. I think they're they're not called raptors, but it's a name like that. Yeah. But they're these big yeah, dudes raptors. That, that walk. 
Oh my God. They're, I saw one at the San Diego Zoo. They are terrifying. They're Wait, did they so walk? Big. What are you talking about? Raptors are they a walk. subspe like a subclass of a type of bird. Like a hawk is a raptor and like yeah. a, a no, falcon no, 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 is a raptor. I'm talk- there's, there was a bird that I saw. You talk about, talking about the ones that look like they were made by Jim Henson? Shoebill stork? Yes, dude. Yeah. A shoebill stork. I saw Whoa. one of those at the at the Dallas Aquarium like two yeah, weeks they ago, look three weeks ago. Animated. They are like they're scary. Yeah. That's a dinosaur. That's not a bird. Yeah. But I think you could do like any bird. Dude, he would kill you. This this dude. Yeah. That's very scary. He, oh, he come to get you. The no, shoebill stork. You. Yeah. I think a flightless yeah, yeah, bird yeah. would be good too if it's just following you and like I mean at that point where you're making you Jurassic just Park like, again, <laughs> just an ostrich. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? About to get run down by an ostrich. Ostriches are freaky, dude. Yeah, yep. they can be pretty dangerous too. I think I don't enjoy them. Um, the uh, oh, I think you could do instead of like Hitchcock's birds, like a different take on it. So you know how have you guys read that like crows have really good memories? Uh-huh. And oh, yeah. like they'll remember faces and people, and um, it's like a Dick Cheney story around that. <laughs> <laughs> there was a test; someone had done a test of some politician. I think it might have been Cheney that they wore Dick Cheney masks and would provoke <laughs> like crows, murders of crows, and then it would be like in other states, like people would start doing it too, and it kind of like became this little viral thing, and like. The rumor was Dick Cheney would like consistently be harassed, the actual Dick Cheney, by crows. That's because amazing. the word just passed along. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Go ahead, Jordan. So, no, well, so I think you go like this, right? Young, like a high school senior. Um, she gets bullied. People aren't nice to her. You know, I mean, you know how high school, high school, you know do. How high school is. That's how they do it. One day she's, um, you know, she's at the park and a single crow like kind of hops up. She's eating her lunch alone. She like walked out of the school to eat her lunch alone on a picnic table. And uh, she throws a piece of uh, cafeteria corn dog to this crow, right? That's it. Mm. And uh, the next day she's at the same place. Same crow comes back. She feeds it again. The next day she comes out and the crow comes and it drops off like a coin that it found, like something shiny. And she feeds it again. She's like, oh, that's cool. He brought me a coin. The next day there's a, there's a few crows brought his friends. She feeds all of them. The next day, um, you know, she's got a table full of like uh, uh, little coins and hair clips and safety pins. They're just bringing her all kinds of shiny things. She feeds this whole bunch of crows. Then day five, uh, some bullies come out to the park and they push her around a little bit and the crows scatter. She walks home sad. The next morning, we're at the perspective of the bully's house and they... uh, they walk outside to catch the bus and their lawn is completely covered in crows, like hundreds of crows just staring and watching. And, uh, you know, they let him go. They let him pass. But uh, he bullies her again, makes fun of her about the crows. And then the crows descend on him in the park and they, I don't know, something easy, like rip his eyeballs out of his face or something. Yeah, something sure. Easy. She's sitting at lunch the next day and they, instead of bringing her something shiny, they bring her the bully's eyeball. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah. She's yeah. like, where, where, what is this from? And then we cut to his house and he's like laying down on the ground like, ah! And, um, and the crow, she's like, what's this from? And the crow's like, it was the guy who was being such a jerk to you. It was, it was the a jerk. bully. 
But where I'm going with this is it's like a carry situation, right? Where uh-huh. she gives in to the carry and she becomes the crow lady. <laughs> and um, basically she just has this like murder of crows that… Um, mm. Also, what a cool name for a pack. A murder yeah, of crows, sick. yeah. But she's basically yep. like, it's it's not, because it would have to be pigeons, but it's basically like an origin story for Brenda Fricker's character in Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. <laughs> like the commander of crows. She just yeah. like, but uh, anyway, it gets to the point where like the she, crows. She gets, does she get crowned chrome, chrome crumbing cream? Nice. Yeah. Basically she, you know, she can, they can pick her up and she can fly around and she like six them on people. <laughs> Basically and, she has crow powers. If she turns a special amulet over in her hands three times, she becomes a crow, a life-size human crow. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, she, she only eats like she has hot dog. And, all the intelligence of a crow, all the strength of a human woman. <laughs> um, and uh, she comes back to life to avenge uh, her murdered lover. Um, and she wears like kiss makeup. Um, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think it'd be, I think it'd be a pretty, pretty cool. sick film, is what I'm saying. Also I think it'd be a tragic story. Film. Filming about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So very sad behind the scenes. Very sad behind the scenes. Uh, speaking of behind the scenes, I looked it up. University of Washington did a study to see if crows could differentiate the difference between like threatening and non-threatening. Um, so the study was to have uh, two separate sets of people wearing masks. And one of them was the caveman mask, and the other one was Cheney. The caveman mask was the one that was provoking yeah. uh, certain crows. Uh, and then the Cheney mask would not. And so what happened was they figured maybe the crows are just gonna, not going to like anybody wearing a mask because um, the caveman kind of had like a frown and Cheney's face had like a smile. But uh, the Cheney masks were safe. They were not yeah. ever provoked or anything. But if you wore a caveman mask and even tried to hide it with like, uh, a hat or something like that, the crows would still like get after you. I saw this on Beef, if you hadn't watched that. Mm. Beef kind of twists it a little bit to make it sound like the Cheney masks were the one that got. I wonder where that uh, tipping point is, where the the point of inflection where the crows look at two masks and go, actually Cheney's the one we need to attack. Yeah. <laughs> See, because I thought you were going to tell me that like in the like early 2000s, a bunch of people wore Dick Cheney masks and like did horrible things to crows in Washington, D.C., hoping that the crows would then turn their ire against <laughs> the real life Dick Cheney. Cheney. <laughs> no, that's what I thought the story was. Okay. That's what I thought the story was. Because that would be diabolical. That is incredible. That <laughs> that's honestly, a, that, that in itself it could be a pretty fun movie. Sure. That could be a movie. Maybe the bullies. Maybe the bullies wear their high school girl masks and make all the crows Ooh. attack the girl who was friends with the crows. Dang. Or maybe, maybe the girl's a shapeshifter mm. and turns a into crow. the bully. Oh, she's a were bully. And the first she like animorph. she like calls them names and flips them off, and then the next day they attack. Yeah. The what if it bully. is a what if it is an animorph origin story? I like that. At the end oh of the movie, God. after post credits, uh-huh. she's like walking on the street, and this cat comes up to her, and she's like, "Hey, kitty, kitty!" And it's like, "What?" Into a person, and it's like, <laughs> "You got to come with me right now." <laughs> I assume that's what it sounds like based on the cover of every. It's McGonagall the whole time. Can you See, imagine being an animorph, and you're like at the animorph meeting with all the other animorphs, and everybody's like, "Let's roll!" And they turn into like a panther and an eagle and a bear and a tiger, and then you turn into like a roly poly, and you're like, "Give me." <laughs> 45 days. Let's roll. I'm going to drive in my car and meet you guys there. 
<laughs> I'll transform at the site. At the site. That's where I'll transform. Let's go to shout announcements. Welcome to Shout Announcements. We're jumping right in. It's always fun to do this. Amazing. I have a big announcement. Uh, two chunks and a hunk, who you happen to know, I'm sure all of you at this point know that we are partnered with Infinity FC Dallas, uh, which is uh, the Metroplex's only professional rec league soccer team. Mm. We're very happy to be paired up with them. They have a big announcement. It's called the Lone Striker Showdown. This is a 1v1 tournament against soccer hosted by Infinity FC uh, at Crossbar, uh, which is soccer and beer. It's like a uh, bar vibe with indoor soccer, and it's in, I think it's a Farmer's Branch. I can get you the details on that, but it's on November 11th at 11 a.m., 32 spots, one grand prize. This town ain't big enough for the 32 of us. Two Chunks and a Hunk is a partner there, but Jordan and I will be the commentators for this tournament. And uh, we're very excited about it. As details come, we'll let you know. But as Chunkies, man, let's let's get people out there. It sounds like it's going to be just a fun. This is on a Saturday. Starts at 11 a.m. I think it's just going to be a fun, chill three or four hours if you just want to hang out somewhere. Three or four hours? Watch. (laughs) (laughs) Each match. Each 1v1 match is three hours hours per. (laughs) Oh, my God. That would be. (laughs) Be up there for a couple weeks. That would be. So exhausting. Gonna be um, up there for a but crossbar, weeks. I've heard good things. Y'all need to start practicing soccer because, I mean, there's a greater than 0% chance that somebody's going to get out in the middle of the pitch and they're going to be like, they do it every one-on-one game and they're going to say, name your champion. And they're going to point at you and you're going to have to go out Fight. there and kick against them. That's okay. Oh, God. I played, played a ton gonna, of FIFA. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. you probably go out there and like rainbow them and then like nutmeg them and they'd be yeah, so I'll probably embarrassed. Nutmeg them. I think I'm probably just going to nutmeg everybody. Nutmeg them, dude. Probably nutmeg them. Nutmeg them, Ryan, boy. I think my plan would probably <laughs> just be to nutmeg them. Nutmeg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Richardson, not Farmer's Branch. Richardson. <laughs> more like keep, more like keepless in Seattle because you can't stop this dude. ball. Nutmeg Ryan. Come through. Mm. More like you've got a, you've got mail and it's a package and it's a soccer ball in your net. Because I scored on you. Say that. Ooh. (laughs) Fall on the ground like, you've got fail, bro. Kate Kate Mm. Nettensdale, because this ball's going home. This ball's going on to the underworld. I'll get there. We got time. I got time to write some stuff. Because I'm I'm kicking the ball so hard it's going to the underworld and coming back to life in your net. And give me one point. Ooh. Leonardo, get him. Leonardo DiBraprio. You know what I mean? And he's going to shoot. He's going to shoot you. Leo from nowhere, but it was perfect. <laughs> Correct. I feel like Leo's kind of always pulled from nowhere. Leonardo DiBraprio. <laughs> oh, I think it's got legs. Oh, wow. Lu- Luis Guzball. It's like a Luis Guzman. Get them all, dude. It's a soccer More ball. like Lucille, Lucille soccer ball. Oh, firing on all cylinders. Goal McHale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next week on our podcast that has... Morgan Freaking. Uh, like <laughs> 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 Next week we're we're talking we're watching 
let the right one in. We're about to go into our discussion of Raw, which thanks to all you ding-dongs who voted for us to watch the nastiest movie of all time. Uh, let the right one in is next week, and we hope it is much less yucky to look at mm. than Raw. Mm. Uh, but we'll be doing that next week because that's the one you chose for us. And you, I was going to say you haven't let us down, but I mean, you did make us watch Raw. Back to the show. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. I can only assume that most of the people who voted for us to watch Raw have not seen it and voted for it because they thought it would be funny to make us watch the cannibal movie. That's my that's my honest assumption. And I say that because um, it genuinely didn't really bother me, like the grossness of it. But Callie was like up, about to be like, I'm not watching this with you. Turn it off. There were she doesn't. There were several times that Jess was like, "I'm just gonna play my game on my phone." I, she was yeah, like, "Yeah, I never about so, to, about yeah. to vomit." Chelsea does not watch Chunktober with me. Sure, um, she's mm. just not about it, so she doesn't even have to worry about that. And of course, she wouldn't have done this. So my viewing was not with the empathy of my uh, poor loved one who's also here with me. So yeah. it might have been a different experience for that sake. Did you but, think it was yeah, like, funny? It Did you laugh at it? I loved it, dude. I would just <laughs> pause sometimes on certain scenes and take photos and try and pick the right filter for a background on my phone. Yeah, yeah. I got wallpaper. Uh, make you want to go get some ribs. Like, go get some barbecue dude, ribs and eat while you're watching it. I did eat dinner during the final 30 minutes of the movie. That's tough. That's tough. I had a tummy full That's, of pizza when wow. I pushed play. Wow. I So, I was watching this mostly in an airport and on an airplane. Mm. Oh, cool! Because in public, on my way back can from my trip, dude, I was I was an aisle seat, oh. and maybe the middle <laughs> section to sit down, and people are walking by, and I'm just, I felt like a creep, bro, yeah. because I was just kind of covering <laughs> my phone, and in my mind, I'm like, I just have to do this because I have to. I'm getting home late. This is not a morning with a cup of coffee movie. <laughs> I think nothing in this series will nah. be. Nope. And so I'm just kind of like, I'm just pressing through. I'm protecting you people. There's like kids walking by. I'm like, I just have to. I'm just going to, I have to. I'm just going to do this. That's um, so funny. But we've seen a lot of gruesome in Chunktober. You know, yeah. we've had uh, rituals in, in This was Midsummer no less gory really than Midsummer. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. No, not at all. But there is no something gory. that our writer and producers understood that's a bit more taboo. And a bit more uncomfortable. Sure. About people eating people. Yeah. And so all that to say, something that I did enjoy about this movie was ultimately incredibly unique. Yeah. In terms of, I don't know. I'm so glad it was French. I enjoyed, I, it's so weird to talk about, because I loved Midsummer and I love Silence of the Lambs. And so. Yeah. When I'm watching any movie, I'm looking for something that just is an experience. And I feel like it's well done and it's moving to a certain extent. And so yep. I found myself in this international series being like, what a perfect country 
to do, and this is not a slight on France. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, it doesn't sound did it feel like, like it. this. No, I'm I'm not kidding. <laughs> Didn't it feel like something An about American the would never do that? <laughs> no, they absolutely. <laughs> but there's something about like the romanticism of like the way this was shot. Totally. Oh and yeah. Part of what makes it disturbing too is it it is also the transition of this young girl's life to come into a place that's already semi-experimental. Yeah. Uh, especially yeah. with like your sexuality and things like that. And then, oh, throw in some, what appears to be <laughs> passed down from her lineage. Genetically cannibalism. inherited cannibalism. Yeah. Woof. Yeah. I think yeah. that is, that's tricky to me because I think like, it, it at least feels clear that the, uh, cannibalism like the like developing a taste for human flesh is meant to at least on some level represent a like awake a sexual awakening for this girl who like yeah. has like you know it's it's something that has been forbidden to her and then she gets to college where there's no rules and she's like let me let me try this let me see what this is about try and i out. think yeah. like i have trouble reconciling that with the like end of the movie where it's like you inherited your cannibalism through your mom. I think either of those ways to do it are effective, but I think that you inherited your cannibalism through your mom, like totally cuts the legs out of uh, a thematic reading of this movie. Uh, I think like you, that makes it like a monster movie almost rather than like a, an exploration mm-hmm. of like behaviors deemed taboo. I don't know. And, and, I think that's, I'm probably reading too much into it because it is so like, the vibe of it is so like art house horror, like yeah. like Midsummer is, you know what I mean? So yeah, it, that, felt like it just it didn't track fully to me. Cannibalism. That, right. That's, yes. So that's what I said. Yes. Is, so I, I think that my, I had two sort of separate reads that sort of function together, Doge, that, I, that might help perspective for what you're talking about or might not. I don't really know. But, um, my read on it as I'm as I'm watching the the movie is that it's less about inherited cannibalism and more accidental passing down of something because of restriction. So like, sure, yeah, I, that could be I, I didn't view it as like it's like a hereditary thing where it's like your mom likes cannibalism, <clears throat> you like cannibalism, your yeah. sister likes cannibalism. More like to try and curb it from happening, you forbid something that if she had just had regular amounts of meat her whole life, she probably wouldn't have escalated all the way to cannibalism. But yeah. because it was so, she was sheltered, it was helicoptery that when she got that taste of freedom, she went just as crazy as mom did. So it's this self-fulfilling yeah. prophecy of don't be like me, yeah. we go zero tolerance. And because yeah. of the zero tolerance, as you must. there's a taste. Yeah, it's, It goes from zero to a hundred rather than from 30 to 40 yeah. or whatever. Um, but also yeah. the read that I got from it more than anything thematically was um, sort of the weirdness of following in a, a sibling's footsteps and like literally cannibalizing their life, like taking the things that they do and yeah. doing exactly what they do and not wanting to do that or trying to do it, but make it your own. Um I'm I'm an oldest sibling and I've never um I've never been like at the same school with a sibling of mine at the same time there's too much of a gap between 
our ages, yeah. but I have always mm-hmm. attempted to never place like expectation. My brother went to the same college that we all went to and rushed the same fraternity. And I always wanted to make sure that it was not because I did it, but because he wanted to do it. And so watching yeah. this movie and watching, uh, is it Juju? Is that what she went by? Justine. Justine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But her, I think her mom called her Juju at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, watching Juju. Um, and Alexia is her sister. Sort of for, forge her own path while following her sister, not because she idolized her sister, but because it's safe and comfortable uh-huh. and feels like home. Um, to me, that was the significance of like straight up eating her sister's finger. That's the first like human flesh yeah. she really tastes. Dude, um, so that's my my super pump is that scene. It was yeah. incredibly disturbing. Yeah. But just the, it, what a roller coaster ride of where we were emotionally. Yeah. It yep. was like, hey, here's this thing that these two sisters are doing that feels like a big part of like that transition. Oh, you've not had a Brazilian before? Let me show you. And then it's like, oof. And then they fight, you know, sibling fight or whatever. And then this accident happens. And if you're paying attention to the movie, you're like, okay. You know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. But the way it lingers, I felt like there was a lot of lingering that this movie did. But in my opinion, not too much of it. I think they could have just stayed on kind of like it wasn't grindhouse it wasn't like right saw it's like ooh look how gross this is right. we're just going to stay here it was it had a i think probably what makes some of it un, like uncomfortable is there's a touch more realism in this than yeah. i think a lot of the times it's like hey we're going to bubble wrap this by saying this is a person who's also a wolf oh this is a vampire yeah. cuz people eating Something eating a person is a horror trope. So, yeah. But for her to, yeah, for Justine to get hold of her sister's finger and kind of, Ugh. yeah, lust for it a little bit and start to chew at it. But then, like, the actual super pump for me is uh, Alexia coming back to being conscious and having that eye contact. Yeah. That Tears. Right there. Yeah. Most yeah, most of most of what happens that's really moving in this movie, zero script. It is yeah. like yeah, and that is so hard. So yeah. I guess it, a bit of my super pump is wrapped up with uh, just the actress Malier, I think is the the young girl who plays Justine. But yeah, yeah they, she's so the good, moment dude. that they're looking at each other and she's like her you know mouth is obviously bloody from what her sister actually literally knows is happening. Yeah, and yeah. can empathize. Here was this catalytic kind of. Catalyst moment of them both realizing, like, wait, does she know? Right. It's like, oh my God, she has it too. You know, and, and it's this secret her sister's lived with for a long time. And now, well, crap, the tears of, yeah, little sis has it too. Yeah. What a bummer. Man. Yep. So I think the acting is phenomenal in this movie. I really do. Yeah. I think it's like pretty much yeah. all around excellent. I think the dad is the weakest point. He was like so out of place for me all the time. Like his vibes, yeah. I just couldn't pin down. I, I, I didn't care for. Uh, they, the it, like he went he he too in. heavy into keeping a secret, you know? Yeah. It, it yeah, felt like yeah. he was it just, just didn't work for me at all. Too mysterious. Didn't need to be. Um, he's not my super d- dump, though. I'll get to that in just a little bit. But I, th- I thought the acting was fantastic. There is this genre that's kind of big right now that is just not for me that I've noticed, which is Euphoria falls into the same category. Stuff like maybe Riverdale a little bit does, too. And this movie, definitely, of like, it, I don't know what to call it other than like, Movies about school and school-aged people where they behave like they're 
they all behave like they're like 24 year old MDMA like rave. I don't know. Like I tried to watch yeah. Euphoria. We got two episodes in and I was like, I just don't like this. I, I'm not enjoying this. Like I've been in high school. I've been in a big high school where a lot of stuff happened and nothing like this happened. Like this is yeah. insane. And I just feel a little bit like it's like, okay, so at your veterinary school, all the professors like thumbs up, sign off on just everybody walking around sticky with blood. And you that's guys all my go. super sure, dump sure, sure. actually is like the, the like initiation into like the student society or whatever. Absolutely should have been a secret from the professors. Like it should have been something like to be like hidden and repressed and taboo that they do like in the woods outside of the school. Like right. sitting yeah. on the school bleachers and dumping probably pig's blood all over the first year veterinary students is like, right. what? Like that totally, that that honestly kind of broke the movie for me a little bit. And I was not enjoying it up until Carter's super pump. I think like yeah. once, yeah. once but, Juju yeah. started eating people, I was like, okay, this is like, <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is interesting. Yeah, and but my, like before my, that, it was just like let's go to mean school. This is mean yeah, college yeah, where everybody right, sucks yeah. and all the professors and students hate That's you. That's a great way of putting it. Yes, yes, dude. My my super dump is wrapped into this too. In that, if mom is trying to cold turkey keep us from this, like leaning into this thing that she feels like is just innately something she's born with, and it sounds like they know Alexia suffers from the same thing. Yeah, at some point, or at least dad does. I don't know. Maybe I couldn't tell at the end if it was like, oh crap, they found out their entire family is this way. We always thought it was just mom. But like the horror of it all, that's like, hey, don't go to that cabin. Hey, it's really dark down there. Uh, you probably should not take the flashlight that you know is running out of batteries kind of thing. It's yeah. like, hey, why are why are we who are afraid our first 18 years of their life about them liking flesh, going ahead and having them go to a vet school full of uh, cadavers? Yeah. It's like, why are we... And we know there's this initiation with the blood and everything. It's like, don't you think it's going to happen? Is that what mom's worried about? Is like she's about mom, to mom went to that school. Like you know, know. What so it's did dad. Like she there, knows mom. better. So did yeah. dad. That's where they met. They did the yeah. initiation. The they know thing. they're gonna be forced to eat rabbit kidney. Like you know it's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. Why send them there? So. No, there there was this like it follows-esque dream-like state that most of this movie took place in. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, that didn't work for me as well here as it does in it's in it follows. And I think it's because the first 45 minutes of the movie before we eat the finger is um another one of my least favorite genres, which is sad silent protagonist has movie happen to them. Um <laughs> and I just felt like Juju was just like a passenger. And I know that's part of the coming of age thing where it's like she has more agency after yeah. the first thing she really decides to do in the whole movie is eat the finger. That's like the first choice she right. makes. And if it is a coming in. of age, if it is a coming of age metaphor, like mom and dad both came of age. You can't yes. stop a kid from coming of age. So maybe that's what veterinary is. I think that is, is part of like, it too. But yeah. I think that for me, the the place where it falls apart in the streamlike state is when it dips into that like Sad, silent protagonist has movie happen to them and it's happening to them at like mean school, mean university where everybody's mean and awful. And it's just yeah. like, I don't know. It, it's too many things combining. Let me talk about my super dump and then I want to talk about my super pump as well as we're sort of winding down um, here. My super dump is, um, it's not just this. It's more like what this represents, but it is this specifically. The crashing of the cars on the road and the eating of the passengers. Yeah. Um, I know France um, is like a country with like infrastructure. So at some point 
was nobody like these crashes keep happening in the same spot on the same At road. The exact and people same spot are on the eight. same road. People get eight after the there's, crashes. There's, there's light marks. Yeah. yeah. Like nobody's talking about that. There's we'll not, say I love the pre-title though. I love just seeing yeah. that. That was same. a haunting. Yeah. Just the French and know, the super like wide country the wide shot of that. Loved that. Like low angle wide great. shot. But yeah, I really thought the good. Same thing, to me, that's like, an uh, example of like art over sense. Where it's like it's a cool I think the whole concept, movie is, but it dude. I think the whole movie yeah. is that. Yeah, and in the dream state, I get it. But like, if we're gonna ground it to where she gets arrested at the end, that just conf- don't confirm that police happen in this world, and <laughs> yeah, also make me assume that the police don't oh. have the ability so to put it's strings that kind of, of things together. <laughs> that's like imagine setting the movie Midsummer in a national park in America. Where it's like right. there's infrastructure and stuff around that where that would never happen. And even though it's dreamlike, it breaks it. I think that I think is my what issue. this feels like, where it's like this is like a, a total like divorce from real reality. Mm-hmm. And it would make sense if they were isolated and it was happening in secret. But this is at yeah. vet school in France. Right. Yeah. Not to, to, to talk too much about Midsummer, but there was a thing too that I think we discussed that like, right, but cults exist. Like entire people sure. just yeah. left certain civilization to go do their own thing and yeah. sure people worried about them but it continued to happen and so right. there was a realism to midsummer that was super unsettling too but yeah yeah i'm with you on that jordan i that just think tonally unrealistic. i struggled with this movie because of that insistence on the dreamlike state but also the insistence on grounding it in some gruesome reality yeah. i think it just yeah. it didn't really work for me overall even though yeah. i can appreciate the sort of art of what's happening in the movie. Um, so my super yeah. pump is the sister fight where they literally like dogs Ugh. latch onto each other. Yeah. With their teeth. That was, that was great. Dude. Um, Talk about the acting too. That's not easy. Yeah. Like I think it's such a fine line, but it's such a weird thing that kind of, it feels like most people would agree. Like the difference between that and someone just, you know, like Will Ferrell acting rabid in some bit right. or something. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, keep going. Well, I just think that there is, it's the perfect distillation of what, to me, the movie was about, which is like siblings figuring out in adulthood how to be friends and like each other without cannibalizing each other's entire lives or while doing it and being okay with it. Like acknowledging that it's okay if your sibling likes the same stuff you like or does the same stuff you do. And yeah. to me, that was more like what the metaphor of the actual cannibalism was than a, I do think it was tied into a sexual awakening, but I, I think I read that more as like, Juju had seen her sister had been through a similar sexual awakening. And so she did like do what my sister does. And I think the fight was the perfect distillation of that with the two of, it wasn't just Juju biting Alex. It was the two of them biting and cannibalizing each other's lives, you know, I think is the metaphor there. Um, And that's a perfect example of like a metaphor holding up in the climax. The metaphor holds up and actually is strengthened, I think, by that scene really, really well. And that was the closest I came to like fully buying in and really enjoying this movie. Yeah. It's like, it was such a gruesome, gory look at that like family conflict. Right. Of like, hey, we here, but, but like, here's the literal scars that we have, but I still love you. Like when she's incarcerated and we see She's flipping up without the finger that she yeah, once yeah. had that she knows her sister ate. And then her sister does her cheek that she knew that she bit off up uh-huh. against the glass. Uh-huh. Like yeah. that was like a strangely sweet moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, hey, I love yeah. you. I'm sorry. 
can't help sisters it. Sisters fight. You know? Sometimes they eat parts sisters of each other. Sisters fight sometimes. They fight, you know. That's how kids are. I'm going to super pump. Can I super pump? Yeah. Yeah. My super pump is uh, the physicality of the actress who plays Juju. Uh, Garance Marie, maybe? I'm not exactly yeah, sure how to say that's it. That's my guess. Uh, yeah. Her that's physicality is… It. Her physicality is wonderful. Uh, the, the director yeah. uh, in the IMDb trivia tells that the director like encouraged her to work on her posture throughout the movie. The way that she like stands like a normal human at the beginning of the movie and then over the course of the movie transforms and like gets way more like hunched and rounded raised shoulders and looks more like animalistic. Kind of feral. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, her physicality mm-hmm. is unbelievable in this movie. And it's it's the subtle posture changes of uh, like Christopher Reeve in Superman when he goes from being Clark Kent to being Superman just by standing up straighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a similar level of just like that subtle change that that gives a totally different read on the character's mental state. Like it looks like her facial structure changes and she becomes more gaunt. Like it's it's incredible to me, her wow. physicality in this role. Beyond just the acting, it's her her posture and the way she's moving. It's so good. Her withdrawal scene was super powerful and yeah. disturbing. Yeah. Dude, because of this movie, like, even though, I want to be clear, like, I really didn't enjoy this. Um, it's not my no. flavor. It's not for me. But I can appreciate the the art of, like, what it is. Like, it's well made. It's well done. It's extremely well acted. And both of these two leads, I would watch in something because of their performances in this movie. Um, I just didn't care for it. And it, it's it's such a weird, there's not a lot of movies that put me in this place of, like, it's a well-made movie. It's objectively a good movie, and I didn't like it. Um, <laughs> right. So it's like a, it's a, it's kind of a weird landing spot with something like this. And I honestly think that probably the director would be like, "Good, that's exactly what I was hoping you would feel." Um, right. Like I, I think that it takes a special kind of person to watch this and be like, "I'll watch it again." I loved it. Yeah. Can't wait to see it again. Yeah. 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 So it's um. Yeah, do you, do we want to rate it? Do we do we have anything else to say about Yeah, I'll um, do some scatter shots of like hit me. really disturbing things. Oh, uh, oh, oh. I liked the music. Music was music great. Music was great. Yeah, music was really good. Um the scene where it's just after she's starting to you know, her skin has reacted to Oh, yeah. No. That's gross. That was tough. The scratch um, is that what you're talking about? like so hard. Yeah, she's like, yeah. but also subconsciously eating her hair. Yeah. That, yeah. The hair scene vomit was, scene was a lot. That was tough. That was tough. Way was tough. long, too. I was on like, for, I think, about 27 minutes. Comical. Yeah. That was the most, one of the most disturbed, I'm sure I looked, was that yeah. scene. I think but, that was the hardest scene to watch for me in the whole thing. Yeah, that was mm. gross. That and the one where she gets to see the video. I, I didn't mind some of the time jumps that we have. That's like her sister when she can tell that Justine is kind of like out of it, maybe on drugs or something like that, and is just exhausted and hadn't had some human in a while and is provoking her with the cadaver. Like that yeah. that scene of her watching the video was tough. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The reveal of her waking up next to her dead roommate was extremely good. Oh, oh, that was really well goodness. done. And then she pulls yes. the curtain back and it's just his bone on his hip. And then the reveal of her sister in like a catatonic state, basically having just eaten her fill of her roommate. That was extremely well done. Such a good reveal. I think it was very obvious to me from the second they met that the movie was going to end with her roommate being eaten. Uh, But I didn't didn't think it would go down like that. That was really good. It was terrifying in the scene when 
Justine ultimately ends up biting her own arm. Yeah. But her, you know, quote unquote, like deflowering scene, but like that was terrifying. And how she was just, you could tell he was like real uneasy and she turned into like a creature. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you want to see it, go see it. I guess we're giving a lot away. But you made us <laughs> watch it. You voted for it. You guys voted yeah. for us to watch this. You said this seems like something they should podcast about. How do we feel about the very last scene? Dad shows his chest. Um, I, I liked the abrupt cut of it all, but it was kind of like he. I wish if his character had been developed a little bit better. Yeah, that would have been a more powerful scene to me. I think it's a better scene if he's like portrayed as a really loving father and the act of letting mom eat the chest is like yeah is like I love her so much that I will put up with anything but instead it just seems like he's kind of a jerk who's like yeah this is who you get stuck with sometimes if she's like at home and turns the corner and sees mom like just eating a piece of dad's like arm or chest or something and then mom looks to her with blood down her mouth and cut to black I like that ending way better than dad being like it's time you know our family secret and opening well, his shirt up. my thing that. is like has yeah. he never been have they never been to a pool as a family like they she's never, never seen those scars yeah. even one yeah. time like she's never rounded the corner as he was like rapping with a towel out of the shower. Like, oh, sorry, dad. Hey, where'd you get those scars? Like, I don't know. You, when you live in a house with somebody, I feel like inevitably, especially like you go to a pool, you go to a water park, you go to a lake. Like they've yeah. never been on a, they've never been to a beach together. Like, I don't know. It's just weird to me. The there's idea no, that like, there's no Splash Mountain in France though. So oh like, yeah, I they, guess that's true. So yeah, no, they probably, they she's probably never seen it. They probably don't have any water slides there yet. I don't know. I just think if dad is presented as like a loving, doting father who's willing to like sacrificially let his wife uh, feed on him because he loves her enough to do anything to stay with her, then that seems more powerful. But instead, it it really just came across to me as like, yeah, I ended up with the crazy one. You'll find somebody crazy enough to stay with you too. Dad dad doing that turned it to more of like a genre fiction vibe than a like art house horror vibe to me. Dad doing that Mm -hmm. feels like it should have been like, yeah, this is the first stage of the infection. You're going to be a full-blown zombie in a year and a half or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it feels like she's like a monster movie more than like a unsettling movie. You know what I mean? Imagine the end of the movie if dad was like cooking for her and she was sitting at the kitchen counter and they were talking and he turns around and sets down a plate and it's like a pinky finger and he like holds his hand up like to like up. put it on yeah. the side of her face and he's wrapped it up. He's like cut his own finger off for her. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. And yeah. is like, it is like, you'll find somebody who loves you like this. Him yeah. opening his shirt to show his scars feels like if Midsummer ended with a, a location shot, you back out and the village is in the background and there's a wizard casting a spell over it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Totally. I don't know. I just think that, I think that if the story that we're supposed to take from this as far as like the like sacrificial love of the dad, if the story we're supposed to take from it is like, someone will accept you for your your weirdness, your quirks, your idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Then I think him willingly... Like eating is not, eating human is not entirely sexual in this movie. That's not all it right. is. So if he, right. if he literally cut off a piece of himself to give to her so that she could feed and like essentially like some, like find somebody who will love you like this. Yeah. Before we rate, that's the thing too of me like talking about, because French cuisine is also supposed to be like, I mean, that's yeah. the pinnacle. From Ratatouille. And so to me, the sexualization of food is not 
super new. I no, think it's just like just not. in general of like just lusting after something. But yeah, obviously when you mix it with human flesh, different vibe. Not for me. Let's rate this movie using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy, buy that, that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it. And then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I rent this movie. Um, and it's a pretty close buy. I think... I honestly was surprised. At, at the beginning of the movie, I thought this is going to be the wrong kind of exhausting. There's certain horror movies that feel like a workout in a good way. But sometimes it's like, man, I did not need to walk this far. Um, I could have just taken a car. But this, the way that it did, like we said earlier, around the time of my super pump, when Justine really does start to lean into her tastes, uh, it becomes really, really interesting and unique, which uniqueness in horror is one of my, that's always going to be a great, great thing for me. Yeah. So I, I, I rent the movie. I'm streaming it. Um, I thought, again, I think it's a, it's a well-made movie with great acting and an interesting concept. I think the first 45 minutes are painfully boring. Um, and uh, I did not like it. So this is a weird rating for me. But um, yeah, I didn't like the movie, didn't care for it, but I can appreciate well-made movies uh, even when they're not my particular flavor, and that is this in a nutshell. So yeah, this is a stream. I don't like it, wouldn't recommend it, but if you're going to watch it, um, enjoy. It's a rent for me, and... Listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I don't think you should rent it. I don't think you should watch it. But it's objectively a rent to me. Subjectively, it's a forget it. I'll never watch it again. I didn't enjoy it, but it's extremely good. Uh, but you shouldn't rent it. I'm going to rent. I'm going to rate it, rent it, but you shouldn't rent it. See, I think the last 45 minutes are pretty good. I think the first 45 are incredibly boring. I think it's really, really well made. I think it is like the craft of it is extremely good. I agree with that. It's a directorial debut for our director. This is her first feature film, which, oh my goodness, what a strong debut. Talk about the first one. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. I would love to watch more of her work. This did not turn me off to the artists involved in any way. I just don't like this particular She did the show piece. The Servant. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan? She's the director of that show. Oh, that's cool. Interesting. Next week, we're going to be watching and uh, talking about uh, Let the Right One In. Uh, where's this movie from? Sweden? A little Swedish yes. flick? Yep. Herdy-gerdy. Sorry. Um, I think that... Now all the Swedes that love our podcast are furiously emailing us. If you think that Swedish people don't love and appreciate the Swedish chef, you're out of your mind. There's no chance. I prefer the American chef, Carmi Berzato. Guy Fieri? <laughs> Guy Fieri, Yeah. <laughs> Gary Farrar. Bam! Flavortown! Now all the Americans who love our show are furiously emailing you. That's true. I can tell. I can feel it. Um, to in today's episode, I'd like for each of us to... Uh, you know what? Give me your name, and if you had to eat a body part, which body part would you eat? You have to. Mm. There is no opting out mm. of this. I don't want, I don't want mm. cute answers. Don't get cute with me. It is shocking to me how readily my answer... Came to mine me. too. Mine too. It I'm just going to keep it's mine easy. if we're the same. I'm going to keep mine too. Yeah, I think we're probably all going to be the same. Wait, do we want to just do it on three? 
Can, just, can we say our names yeah. and then just do this on three? Uh, yeah. For Two Chunks and Hunk, I'm Jordan. I'm Doge. I'm Carter. One, two, three. Butt cheek. Oh, oh, we were, were so different. All, all different. different. All different. All very different. It's it's state fair season out in t- in uh, Dallas, dude. And uh, a calf, bro. Calves. Oh yeah, I cook it like a turkey leg. Get after a calf, man. Everybody's calves are pretty good, so you'd have a lot of good choices there. I'm going. I'm going uh, the human brisket. That the booty. The booty. Cook it up like a pulled pork. Mix some sliders. Rib. I mean, it's easy. Rip would be good. You're right about that. And I think if you Mm. wanted to get clicks, this would be how. That's how you get them. time inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.